Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Okay. New York City's it's Saturday. And being that it's Saturday, it's our new weekly tra- tradition during the basketball season. It's me and Bam. Let's talk basketball. So last night, we suffered a, uh, an ugly defeat. Ugly but recognizable defeat at the hands of the Toronto Raptors. The word is that we can't beat under 500 teams. I'm going to be on the side of that being BS. But I'm going to bring on my boy, Bam. You guys know him as Pass First, at Pass First on Twitter. I'm going to bring my boy, Bam, on to tell me exactly if that's true or not. Bam, talk to the people. Um, well, first of all, obviously they can be teams under 500. They they haven't for a, a few reasons, you know, and I think we'll talk about them, but it was the uh, same symptoms last night. Um, checking Twitter after the game, the number one thing I saw from Nets fans was complaints about the status of Kevin Durant. And while that, that certainly didn't help, we've lost games uh, with him on the floor in the exact same way we lost last night and the way we lost last Sunday. Um, so... Um, I don't necessarily blame it on the fact that Durant was out, even though we, you know, we probably do win the game if he plays, you know, the full game. For me, look, I, <laughs> I, I come in in a, a whole different path at this. We, we look at this is one. It's early, so half of me says it's early. Not that early. Uh, it, it's it, it is for a team that just got thrown together. Yeah. Right. So, part of me says it's early. They're gonna need time to gel. Everyone keeps pointing to this uh, uh, messianic um, saving savior that's coming at the buyout um, mark. But this is to to me this is stuff that's been happening with the Nets since March. Marks has took over. Like we've been beat at the rim forever. We've been out rebounded forever. Like th- none of this is new. To these were the reasons why we lost before. But before, at least, we were middling at protecting the the rim. We were middling at at you know uh, uh, keeping people off the offensive boards. Um, and now. We're we're really bad at it, and it and it should come to no surprise to anyone. Like, you I, do you think this is fixable? Well, the roster has deficiencies that the coach is making worse, so that's a bad combination. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right now the, the team has what you would say are two, and I put in quotes power forwards in Green and Durant, guys that are at least tall enough to play the position somewhat competent. Obviously, Durant more so than Green. Uh, um, But what's happening is there's no backup center, or at least one that's playing, and the the starting center is just shot. You know, he's a a 12-minute-a-night game. There's specific matchups, really, other than Embiid, and that's really all I can think of. There's only specific matchups where he's going to, be able to throw his weight around and he's going to help us uh, on, the, on the plus side of things. So it, it's obviously a roster fault, but 
the one thing I always go back to with Marx is in the beginning, it was about talent accumulation. He's now condensed his talent, right? So I can't fault him for trading Jared Allen for James Harden because James Harden is arguably the best player on our team. Right. Um, after I called him Darren Williams 2.0 just two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so I'm not, I'm not running from that. That was my emotion speaking, but whatever. Um, so you have to do it. But now he has to get to the point of filling the roster out with guys that just bring defense, toughness, and rebounding. Um, and we don't have that, and we have to hope it comes. But I want to get. I want to talk about now. Nah, don't don't don't, go there don't right away. Don't get don't get past this right because yeah because we're gonna yeah, we're right. gonna give Nash a good fifteen minutes. But let's let's start at the. I want to I want to explain it from the mud. I want to explain it from the beginning, right? Since Sean Marks has gotten here, I think he had a philosophy in his head. I think he he played for the Phoenix Suns. He played under uh, under D'Antoni for for a short time, but you know he wasn't a part of those really really good Suns teams. But he comes from that culture. He goes to uh, San Antonio. And he, he coaches a team that played a lot of, uh, you know, pace and space. That that was the when San Antonio was leading the league in three-point shooting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he comes to the Nets, and he's – we have to – we, you know, we've put him on the pedestal that we've put him on because he had no picks – and he somehow got Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, and Jared Allen. But all those years, those teams suffered. And you've heard it from me forever. Because the organization does not believe in front court basketball. It doesn't believe in defense. Right? Have we ever signed, ever, a player that was specifically there to contend with the league, with the the NBA as it is, with all of these gigantic dudes on the wings who are ball handlers. And, you know, before we could say Kevin Durant was one, but now you're, you're just looking at dudes that that aren't even stretch bigs. They're, they're just big wings, right? And the only player that they've acquired like that is a theory, and that's Claxton. Again, I don't. Uh, Claxton is to me. Claxton is proof of their theory, and a proof of their negligence at that position, in, which is they believe he's a center. They played him at center, and that's a waste. I'm not saying this kid is going to be Kevin Durant, but this kid has guard skills at, at right. for, for to be seven feet. They could have developed him as someone who could have played alongside of. You know what was Jared Allen? What is DeAndre Jordan now? You could have developed Nick Claxton into a player that would have given the Nets a sick advantage. And then on well, top of fair, it, we can't we we can't talk about his development yet because he hasn't played. We don't know what their plans are this year. I I, I will say I can only go by what they've done, right? But I and what they've done in the in the NBA. Whenever he's played in the NBA. And whenever he's played in the G League, he's played at the five, which is a waste and which is a lack of vision. Well, uh, yes and no. Um, he basically played last year out of necessity, right? He only played when DeAndre was out or Jared was out. So it was kind of natural for him to fill that role. Um, I would say the way they played Reggie Perry, is a lack of foresight. That kid is that kid should be modeling his game after someone like PJ Tucker. They should be trying to turn him into that a stocky four that can shoot corner threes. They misuse that kid. Yeah. Uh like I, I really think his like if he was on the Toronto Raptors, they would have just turned him into just a, a defensive stopper that's just there to just bang and get rebounds. And he would have a functional, good role on the team. They would play him at the four. They'd put him next to some of the, the bigs that they have. And and you could even take the, the, the names off of this, right? 
it's just you can't have it doesn't have to be a, a power forward or a center. You just can't have someone who doesn't have any under the basket skills on the defensive end playing in your front court. They believe in it, and I'm I'm willing to believe in it. If we win a championship, I'm gonna be the first one to I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get T-shirts printed that say "Small Ball" on it. But <laughs> look, I, they, 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 I don't think they can win, and it's currently constituted. But I think. Most people know that. I mean, they have roster spots open. The, the, the big, the, the, there's a couple of problems here that are hurting them. Uh, on top of the lack of size, is or, or I'm saying the lack of defense is it's the rebounding and turnovers. Is there every game they're getting outshot by 20 to 25 Bam. shots? So it keeps bad teams in games. You're you're, you're right, and the reason why they're in games. You're seeing when you when the Nets play the bad teams, and yesterday was the best example of this. And this was not a bad team we played. This was a team that's right, unfortunately having to play in Tampa Bay. The players yeah. aren't with their kids and their wife. It's just a weird situation for them. And um, but the 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 ball that like what what bad teams do to the Nets is they use their youth and their size to basically go and score efficiently in the most place in the most um efficient place to score which is close to the basket. Right. Their guards take it to the basket cuz in the NBA I was I, I needed to watch this again because I watched a, a full slate of games yesterday and I was just paying attention to cuz sometimes you get into uh uh you get blinders on and you just focus on what's happening with your team. And you're not looking at what's happening to the overall league. We're not far off of being the top team in the East because everyone's having some kind of trouble in this covert COVID world. It's just a weird season. It's it, it it's definitely a weird season. But the thing we know from watching basketball all our lives is when it gets down to the nitty gritty, when it gets down to like winning basketball, it's gonna look like the games that we play against the young people because. Against the best NBA teams, that their coaches are gonna tune up the defense to stop what we do, and we're gonna have to score some some um, some um, points ugly. We, we're gonna have to have more than well, this one dimension. It, it, exactly, it, it, they're going they're going to turn into shit house games, and we don't have any of the players to do that. Uh, in in the players' minds, because players have. Players believe what they've seen on the court and they don't believe in getting old or that people are old because they don't think they're old or, or special or different. They just think, Hey, I'm, I still could do it. He should be able to do it. Deandre Jordan is finished, like finished, yeah. finished. You know, he, he's big. He can still jump enough to dunk the ball and catch oops. And, but his, his speed, his lateral movement, his ability to read and react is done. And the, when the you quick, get him quick at Twitch, exactly, quick Twitch is done. Fat, his fast Twitch. He's an all fast Twitch muscle player, and this is where it brings me back to to Sean Marks. You are the best. You have the most scouts of any team in the NBA. They employ the most scouts. You mean to tell me, with a player that was playing across the bridge? where we all saw him with the Knicks, and we all saw him and said, you know what, that dude is done. That dude is finished. And we gave him $10 million a year. Well, come on, man. That's, don't be obtuse. You know why that happened. I, and first off, he was much better last year. He played like he, in spurts. He had fallen off last year from what he was, and it, it's been an even steeper decline this year. But, dude, since the NBA was created every year, players above 30 get worse. Yeah, that's I mean, you, like that. exactly. Oh, guys who depend on all fast twitch muscles. KD is going to be good for the next four years, which is which is why I all I almost kind of say, you know what? Let 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 live and let live, and hopefully something can something great can happen for us to change it because we're at least we'll have KD and he'll be pretty good for a while. Kyrie, I'm very scared of because it could just take one little wrong thing to happen, and and you know he he I I worry about his mental makeup if he ever lost 
any of the things or that or a step or whatever it is that Here's makes the him reality special. though i mean as long as like if they if they can get a four and a five in here that are competent nba starters they don't even have to be high-end starters but just like a a passable starting player at those two positions they can honestly he's they can live without him they'd still be capable of winning without him if you had joe james and kevin with a competent starting caliber four and fives mm-hmm. that's good enough so yeah and that's no, I... why i'm not i'm not that worried overall like last night whatever they lost the game they got off to a shit start you know durant comes back they immediately seized control of the game into the third quarter and then he, you know he left the game they were still up four Kyrie had a bad turnover Lowry hit a three and the game changed on a dime. So they lost. Yeah. Um, Kyrie was terrible. He had seven turnovers. Meanwhile, Lowry was like seven for nine from three. Like sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're going to be fine. They're going to, like, they're probably going to lose tonight because they're shorthanded and Philly's a tough team and, and Philly owes and that's one. Have they decided what's happening with KD? Is he out for sure? He's at, he's out tonight. He didn't travel with the team. This is I don't think insane. they've decided how long he's out for. And I don't even want to get into the COVID stuff. Like, our fans are so soft. Like, yes, it would suck that he left the game last night. But, like, COVID, like that didn't force us to have, like, 25 turnovers again. Yep. You know, the same like the same things that plagued us with or without him showed up. So, like, analyze the game. Stop crying. Um, we, we've benefited from COVID stuff ourselves. Uh, um, so, it's just... They need more players. Like right now, how many guys would you say are good on the Nets? Four, and then they have like a half player in green and half player in brown that are like kind of good, and then everybody else kind of stinks. It's worse than that because green is green has been a, a, a phenomenal. Like the the problem with green is that they're not letting him play the role he should be playing. He should be the veteran off the bench. He's what everybody thinks Jared Dudley was. He's actually really good and been really good for us and, and could have been better for us if we played him at the four. If we bought him off the bench to play f- well, minutes so at the four and, and back up the four. Let's address that. And then that and that ties into Nash. Because you say they play them. No, no, no. He plays him. This uh, is what mind boggles me about Nash. They go out and sign Pell, who I know is nothing special, right? He's nothing he was available for a reason. But he is a live body center, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. They were playing Reggie Perry, not an NBA player. Nope. Kev, let's say when Kevin Durant is in the lineup, they now have, in theory, a starting four and a starting five with him and DeAndre. Why is Green not coming into games with Pell? When the other team is playing size, see and that's on the top of it. See, but that's the thing we don't know yet. Pell may not know how to run. Like sometimes you see dudes dude, and you go, you look at dudes on it's tape. Basketball. Nah, that, that dude may not know how to play, yo. <laughs> like, he well, may... then they shouldn't have signed him. That's a separate story. Exactly. Like yo, I, I, I must. First of all, I just want to say I'm a, I'm a Pell supporter. His agent's my boy, um, BJ. Um, or I think he's still his agent. Uh, he should be because I see BJ celebrating. And uh, BJ Bass, by the way, great, great, great dude. And um, um, I, I but this is a fringe guy. There was better options out there, and we didn't even look at them. And uh, uh, and again, it brings us back to this conversation. Like this dude does not want to sign fours at all. Like he he has a philosophy. And his philosophy is what he's going to carry on. Like, we thought it was the coaching. It's not the coaching. All but of this starts on. with Sean Marks. This, hold on. He's picking these players. But hold, but so, within that frame, right, of what Nash has given, it doesn't make any sense that he's not playing the one guy who is a live body, tall enough, strong enough, to hold his ground somewhat as a center. Let Green play the four. And instead what he's doing is he's putting Green in as the five. They're undersized at the four. And then they're switching their everything. So they're switch everything with they are the less they are the Nets are the least switchable team. 
it makes no right. sense be switching but, Kyrie onto Siakam. But what you're obviously he's gonna get pounded and he's gonna uh, score. Of course. But but here's you're missing two parts, right? In the last game, every time like they would make the net switch, and every time any player got on Kyrie, they went. It was like as soon as Kyrie gets on you on on defense, go to the basket. And it worked every time because there's nothing behind Kyrie to stop. Like Kyrie has always been this player. This is none of this is new. Kyrie has always been this player. That's why yeah, they had so, Tristan Thompson behind. This, I mean, this is why it makes even less sense. You're taking the guys that are at least somewhat tall, and now they have to shade out to the perimeter because they're on guards and shooters, leaving even less behind him. He, the, when you talk to your children, do you talk to all of them the same? Probably Can't. not. They're right? different. They probably all respond to different parenting techniques. True. Nash looks at the opponent every night and says, we're just going to switch everything. There's no strategy based on the opponent. It's the same shit every night. Listen, this happened like under Atkinson, season. and I used to lose my mind. The part Atkinson that you're missing is the second part. The, the, the part that you're missing is the second part, and it's the reason why Atkinson isn't here. The Nets are like the Yankees. It's... Everything is controlled by by Cashman. Cashman wanted a a manager that he could put in the in the dugout that he could that he could basically zap down, um, you know what to do from from his suite. And the way this team plays, it's there's nothing new to what to what Nash does to Atkinson. I don't get frustrated at Nash anymore because he does exactly the same things that I've been yelling about. For the past few years. This is Sean Mark's team. Right? And he has more control. Say it again. It's his franchise. It's his. Yeah. uh, yeah. The owner made him a governor. Made him the co-governor. Which means he calls the shots from the very top to the very bottom. And part of it is deserved. But the, the the thing that I'm seeing is that this is the same offense. But it just has... The greatest three scorers in it ever. This is the same defense, but it has horrible, unathletic players, <laughs> horrible defensive, unathletic players who don't have length with it. And then, and then, lastly, the roster construction makes it almost impossible. If you need to get your best players on the floor, and this is the only like I've I, I had my morning um, time with 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 Harden. I love having Harden now. The problem with Harden. Is that they? If they knew they were getting him over the summer, they did nothing to prepare to have James Harden on your team. If James Harden needs a PJ Tucker, James Harden needs a a a, a Robert Covington, James Harden needs a, a a Clint Capella. He needs those guys around him. Well, here's I think I think the biggest thing that screwed the Nets was the Dinwiddie injury. Because they could have found a first-round pick for him. I mean, I saw Woj yesterday saying that teams want to trade for him now because they want his bird rights. Like, teams know, like, an ACL, like, it is what it is. He'll be fine next year. Yeah. Um, and they want his bird rights. So I think he would have went in the trade and we would have kept Jared. And now you're talking buyout market. You're just looking for, like, uh, the other Morris twin, the, the one on the Lakers. Right. That type of a player. It's easier. Now we still need that player and we need the center. Um, and and that has always been the reason why I didn't like, I didn't want to do the Harden trade is because after you do the Harden trade, you're going to be the greatest show on earth during, in the, in the, in the, um in the season. But in the postseason, you're, you're, you're going to fall the way that every Rockets team that D'Antoni has ever coached has fallen. You're going to fall the way that every uh, uh, Phoenix Suns team, like the Phoenix Suns teams had three, had two superstars and one very good all-star and a great supporting cast. That team had a great supporting class, but it could not get out of playoffs because they couldn't, when it came down to it, they had zero stops in this team. It is shocking 
it is shocking. The thing is, though, you can't look at it as like they have to win it this year. As, as obviously, like I, I want them to, and I want them to go as far as they can. But here's again, why we, we talked about this the week or you know last year that they they they're guaranteed at least next year. Um, to, to do this again so you know all the guys they, are under contract they, they get at least one more year right but it could get worse losing uh, it, it so i doubt that'll happen all right so the tax bill comes up let me let me let me let me show you how this could go really bad the tax bill comes up and i've worked for very ins- insanely rich people and they all have the same thing they're all cool when everything starts and they trust you and they believe you everything's great oh everything's wonderful but if they go down like dogs in the second round to, I don't know, the Celtics, they're not going to lose to the Celtics. Celtics don't match up well with us. We, we'll, we'll slap the Celtics. Yeah. But let's say we go down in the second round to some arbitrary team. Or even worse, some young team that's playing hard or like Toronto uh, uh, is the eighth or, or, or seventh seed and we have to play them in the first round. We could lose. Uh, zero chance. We, we, Toronto's we, beating us in a seven-game series. I I doubt it too. I doubt it too. I'm they just. Barely, I'm they just, barely beat. It took. It took Durant barely playing in the worst performance of the season. That yeah, they. they it's great look, bias. Look, obviously the fear is in Milwaukee, and even them, I'm not scared of them. I, so I, you know what it is for us is that we're a we're not used to rooting for a team that. Like, we were the underdogs, right? Like, when the Nets started getting fun in Brooklyn, they were the underdog team that played their ass off every night. Mm-hmm. We've now morphed into the team that everyone plays their ass off against us, and we're not used to it. Like, every time they get down 10-2, I'm like, fuck this guy, fuck that guy. And then, like, 10 minutes later, they have the lead. So, it's it's just, it's we're not accustomed to it. And yeah. we fear these teams. Like, earlier in the year, I'm like, I wouldn't want to play Atlanta in the first round. Well, now that the sample size is growing, like, Atlanta's under 500. So we start to fear these teams because we, we, we fear the expectations. Nobody like that is knocking us out in the first round. Yeah, you know, no, we we could, all the teams that could beat us are in the West, really. Like even Milwaukee has a shot to beat us for sure, uh, and I would still even say like Miami if they got their shit together and got in could be, and Philly probably too. But like, so that's that's I, the good example right there, like. So Miami beats us in the playoffs. It's just let me make my point and we'll and we'll keep going. Miami beats us in the playoffs. Josiah flips out. <laughs> Cause his tax bill is gonna be over a hundred million dollars. And if they don't win a championship and they and they lose ugly to a team that doesn't have three superstars, questions are gonna start being asked. Friendships are gonna change. Fingers are gonna point. And and that's when things get ugly. And that's when bad, even bad decisions turns into worse decisions. And and my biggest fear is this thing falls apart next year if we don't win this year. And well, my- I would say we don't have to win this year. I would I think I think to take pressure off of everybody, even just getting there, I think we'd set, they would like because the, the comparisons would become easier, right? It would look like the the Heat team, right? They got there, they lost the first one, they needed some. That to, like the Nets don't need wholesale change. Right? We have to tinker at like a couple specific spots. So I think just getting there, and you know, even if we lose to LA in, in five or six or whatever, I think would be a, a good step for us. And we'd say, okay, this is we've gelled. We've seen where our, our weaknesses are. Now we have an entire off season, a draft, free agency trades, all those things to kind of we, fill out what, what we have no we, exactly. we have no picks. We, we have, have no cap room. Now. We got a pick this year. We, we, we have, have a pick in this year's draft? Yeah, because it's a swap with Houston. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so we have our pick. <laughs> I thought yeah, we can trade it after I the draft. Yeah, you know, after is a can, swap. Uh, you know. and they, but they can't trade it. Um, they can after they make the selection. Oh, at the at the uh, at, in the middle of the uh, season, not at the end. No, right on draft night they can do it. They they have to just select in the spot. And then trade the, play, the players' rights after the fact, so they could draft for the team. Yeah, they were they, free in principle, so they, they're not limited in flexibility. And I, I think if Wojnarowski saying teams are calling about Dinwiddie, who I believe is making like thirteen million this year, we're probably going to get a bad contract back, but a bad contract back that helps us. And who gives a shit because our cap is screwed anyway. We're going to be fine, bro. Think about go listen to last week's episode. 
Like, we can't overreact. And I'm just as guilty of this. Like, we, we just can't overreact to every loss. Obviously, the team had – we have our deficiencies, right? But I'm so not happy it wins. I, I, I'm not happy at when you know why I can't enjoy this shit. I, 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 I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy why? because the reason why I wasn't happy is, is because I saw the way they looked at each other and what they said in the post game. And they were like, they called it unorthodox defense. Uh, this, yeah, that's, yeah. Like oh, that's, right. that's code word for them saying, oh, we are going to slap these dudes in, um, in the playoffs. If they, if they get to the finals, this is not a finals defense. I, well, I'll say this. I think the Clippers are flawed. They're very I flawed. Like, I don't like the outside shooting on that team. They can, So, like, to me, Batum and Green are similar guys that are, like, kind of playing out of their skulls right now. They're going to come back down to earth. Um, who's the outside shooter on that team? Like, Kawhi, They designed the Clippers. Like all mid-range. All mid-range. They don't finish at the bucket. Jerry West designed the Clippers to beat the Lakers. They he added Ibaka because he watched Ibaka stop, well slow down, uh, uh, Bigs in the playoffs, and he knows how. So I understand what they're doing, and I see I see where they're going. They need they need outside shooting. Matter of fact, they should send us if they had any assets. I'd be dangling Dinwiddie to them because they if they had Dinwiddie they'd be crazy. They they don't really have a point guard that could. Get them a bucket. I would do. Would you do Dinwiddie for Morris? No, no. You gotta, nah. you gotta think bigger with Dinwiddie. You have to get more with with Dinwiddie. He's not playing this year. You're asking a team to take a guy. It's not gonna happen next year. There's teams that will take him, and you gotta resign him. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, honestly, if Orlando's not resigning Aaron Gordon, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trade Dinwiddie for Aaron Gordon straight up. The problem, I think, with with Spencer's. Um, appeal to other teams is you're gonna have to max him because he's going where the money is. And right. Then if the money, if he, if the money is, and then I guess with the bird rights, you can go higher than the the outside can. Mm-hmm. You have to get his bird rights, otherwise, because he's going where the money is. He does. Spencer wants to win, but he wants his payday, and, he, and rightfully so, he earned it. Right. He just got hurt. Get it? He's gonna get his money. He's gonna put it into Bitcoin and all that shit. <laughs> um, you know, so nah, he's a I, smart guy, man. I, I would love to have that, have him stay and be a part of like the original flavor of what uh of what the Nets are. But that's so, all that's out the window now. Now it's like there are no original Nets. Spencer doesn't sweat these guys. We're like, I see like them all the time saying shit to Joe Harris, mm-hmm. and Joe just like eats it. Like Spencer be like, man, fuck you, I don't give a shit. One hundred percent. That's the that's the that's the thing I love about him. That's the that's not good for us. Yeah, guys that are gonna kowtow to the stars, you know, somewhat. Yeah, Um, and he's not. He just be like, dude, like fuck you. Like I was open. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I actually love that about uh, I actually love that about Spencer. Um, Successful is that he was like, I can play with these people. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, no, he has confidence for sure. And in, in, uh, all right, so I'm gonna lay out a plan, and you're gonna lay out a plan, and you're gonna go first. Lay out the plan that wins us the championship this year. This year, yes. Uh, we, we trade Spencer for either a five or a four. Um, that is just a capable starting NBA player. I'm not talking anything special. Doesn't even have to be as good as an Aaron Gordon. Just a starting caliber NBA player, right? There's 30 of them at every position, you know, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, and then whatever we don't get from Spencer's trade, we get something on the buyout market that is similar. Just say he's capable of starting. Maybe it's better suited as a backup, but he's a capable starter. We need to get Joe Harris out of the starting five. We need to get DeAndre out of the starting five. We need to insert a four to five. We do those things. We can win a title this year. So, and that, probably five Steve Nash, but that's not going to happen. That that's a sound plan, and, and we got it. We we we're going to close on Steve Nash because we I don't think we're finished. Um, the way you the way you 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 win this this uh, championship is you look at your chessboard and you say to yourself, "I have 
all of the greatest attacking pieces. I can attack at all angles. I can I can attack, attack, attack. Now, how do I defend? Who do I who do I go out and get? That is the one defender that not for these young teams, right? Like the young teams, the reason why they kill us is because they're bouncy, they're fast, and their coaches tell them give them something very simple to do: go I to like the you. basket, play with energy, and go to the basket. You're right. It's 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 but it's not just energy. It's not something that if you look at these losses. They all have the same thing about them. Even last night, they double us up scoring in the paint. And in the playoffs, that quadruples, triples, like scoring in the paint is how Toronto won a championship, right? So to win a championship, the Nets need to find another piece that gives them athleticism. That's why I like the North Norvell Pell um, signing because – He's an athlete. At least we would have another athlete and not a jump shooter on the team. And um, but um, they need to find someone who could give you a a hard bucket, who could drive in, draw a foul, get an offense re- rebound, and put it back. Most years, I have a list. You've you've heard my list in the past year, in the past, yeah, right? I'm Christian Wood, huh? Say again. Yeah. For years. yeah, no, because and and Aaron Gordon, it's not like I look at his game and go, oh my God, that dude would would lead us to a championship. Aaron Gordon is the one player in the NBA that does everything the Nets don't. The Nets, the Nets are doing pretty good on fast breaks because their guards are pretty good at finishing a fast break. But if you had if you had Aaron Gordon running the floor with you on a fast break, they would become the best fast break team in the NBA, hands down. Same thing, same thing. Now they don't even have Jared Allen to run breaks with them anymore. Well, I'll, I'll add this to my plan. They've <laughs> got to get Claxton healthy and in the mix in some fashion. Right, so, so you, you just he, stole... Like he's, he's the internal candidate, and then they need the two external candidates. You, you just stole my thunders, because I didn't name a name, and I didn't <laughs> name a name for, for per, on purpose. They The way they win a championship, the savior is Nick Claxton for me. There's nobody out there that's that's really gonna like he's never gonna guard uh, LeBron and and be efficient. But if you could use that five fouls to just make him tall and just make him stick his hands up and run the floor and be and be energetic and use those fast twitch muscles to to uh to uh uh, uh you know win <laughs> to to basically eliminate the things that we can't do. Nick Claxton is the is the only hope that I have, realistic hope that I have that he'll come off the bench and they'll use him at the four. If they make him bang in the post like like they ask, you know, a center to do, then we're we're done out here. But it's like he can play the five in some line. He can yeah. become a chess piece. Like there's certain lineups he can play the five in with Green and KD also on the court right what I, like you, you talked about this i'd love to see a lineup where he's the four kd's the three because like you can put it now and now you can switch exactly you can, you your your switchability because he can keep his hand in his face from a distance and know? the kid has the footwork to do it see right and that's right he can stay with you on the dribble because he's long he's lanky and he's still a live young body he can turn his hips Exactly. That's the piece we need, you know. So it's not that he's anything special. It's just he has the body type that of what we need. Right. He he has the two things that you can't really buy or you can't really just add. He has the length of a center. Right. He doesn't have the body of a center. He's he, he's he's skinnier than Boucher, which is crazy. I was watching Boucher how he plays. Nick Claxton yeah. is better than Boucher, and Toronto. Has done an amazing job developing this dude. They got him in the D League, from the G League. They they picked him up off the scrap hey, and like they continuously like a lot of times teams think the Nets are Toronto. Toronto, there's only one Masai Ujiri. He's a beast, man. Like that dude takes trash players and finds them roles, and he picked the right coach. He fired the you coach. Know what this too, when mm. your team is always good. 
you're now you're not looking for, and you're not looking for stars out of the G League. You're looking for specific skill set. Exactly. Yes. You can bring a guy into your system and say, just do, do this. this. Yes. I just need you to shoot. I just need you to rebound. Whatever it is, I just need you to do that. Right. And then we'll expand your game slowly. But you know, if so, you put like, if you put Nick Claxton out there at four. Right, you slide it. You go, you go DeAndre to start the game. You start with a really traditional lineup. You go DeAndre, Claxton, KD, um, Harden, Kyrie. Right? Don't don't get fancy with it. Right. You take out you 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 go small. You could you could pull out DeAndre and and um um uh, uh Claxton and bring in and bring in Green and go and go small and space out the floor. You could do so many things because for the first time you would have two seven footer ish dudes on the wings. That's the future of the like NBA. That. Let's not even like dream that big, right? Like if we got let's say Javal McGee in a trade from the, the, the Cavs uh and then let's say we, we bought out a you know, we got someone that I'm trying to think of somebody not that great in the buyout market and a reason level player, past his prime player, but that can still contribute. I don't and think you could do, t- we already have our Ariza level player. We, I don't think you out. could do that again. You just, just hear me out. You add those two types of players and you add Claxton. Now there are options with the lineups that we can deploy based on our opponents instead of what we're currently doing, which is just like, look, we're gonna just do the same shit every night, and we'll on most nights we'll flat out outscore our opponent because our top guys are better. Right, and so, unfortunately, reason, the voices and like, like speculating on like guys like like this whole Drummond thing. Look, mm-hmm. if it happens, fantastic. I just I don't see why that would happen. I don't yeah. see why Cleveland would buy him out when they're in a, a playoff run. I don't even see how another team would let the Nets get him and just win an easy if championship. If I'm Boston and I have that trade exception, there's no fucking way I'm letting that happen. Because because Drummond tries to score on the teams that that's his problem is because he's asked to do the, all these other things that he's not very good at. You put him on the Nets, every brick, every brick the Nets shoot, like he's the only center that I can look at in the landscape of the NBA. He's a dinosaur. He doesn't do any of the things that you it's really want to do anymore. But you put him on the Nets, he will grab fifty percent of all offensive rebounds and kick it back out. And this team will gut you. It, it, it'll be it's the equivalent rap. of adding. Uh, uh, you remember that year that Jordan came back. They lost in the playoffs because they didn't have that offensive rebounder in Grant. Right. They go back out there. They they come back with Robin. Robin just knows his his Robin just knows his his role. He just cleans up the gla- the glass on any missed shot and kicks it back out. And they would eventually score, giving them, giving the Nets two chances to score on fifty percent of your possessions, would be unbeatable in the playoffs. But I, again, I don't see how, I don't see how he gets cut. I don't see how he gets cleared through yeah, waivers. Makes sense. Cleveland's gonna probably, at the very worst, you would think they would make the playing game. So I don't see why they would do that. I mean, look, I guess if the Nets loaded them, uh, you know. The only reason why they do that, and I've been, I've been trolling the, uh, the, the uh, yeah. Cavs blog. It's not relationships. They just really like Jared Allen. Like Jared Allen finishes games for them now, and oh, they're paying a guy almost forty million to not finish games. Yeah, I mean, how much of a haircut's he gonna take, though? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> let's be honest. If he gets bought out, he's mm. coming to the Nets. Yeah, yeah. If they if they do that, you know, and it would save them a ton of uh money, but. I, I just don't see it. it. It it would be just too great. So I'm I'm gonna stick with my uh, with my Knicks Claxton um um uh wishes and hopes but and dreams. He's the only in-house candidate they have. He and it would also let them get a guard. I I kind of feel like Marks if he had his druthers he would get a guard. I think if they sign something at that. Remember I told you this. Knowing his patterns. He'll find some six five six four shooting guard and add him at at the, at the uh. At the uh, 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 the, the new Travion Graham, yeah, he'll he'll get you a new another Travion Graham. He leads, like all these players are the same. TLC, Travion, Nwaba was an outlier. Like like that dude is a beast, but still same thing. Six four guard. I, I gotta uh, be honest, man. I'd rather see, I'd like to see Shepard take some of those TLC minutes. It's it's gonna be the same or worse. 
Like Shumpert, you know why people like Shumpert? Is because he's demonstrative. He gets on the court and he starts like making. It helps in some sense. No, it doesn't. He's his. You see his net rating on the Nets? He was horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. It's some of that stuff. It's like who was he out on the floor with? You know. No, that's true too. But but that dude, like like if you're if you're employing somebody, right? And you're a business guy. You have businesses. And when you employ somebody, you got to kind of look at what they're doing outside the job, too. Like, if you're hanging out with a bunch of meth heads in, in Eastern Long Island, you may not hire that guy, even if he looks kind of good. And I'm not saying that that's what, that's what Shumpert is doing, but Shumpert's mind is in a different place right now. That's why he's not in the league. He's young. He's not even that old. He's not in the league no, I, because he, he, married this, he married this R&B superstar. He, he wants to be a rapper. The first time I ever met Shumpert was outside of my offices in Dumbo. Uh, a guy who, who kind of started a legendary podcast team with a with uh, named A. King with um, Combat Jack. I'm sitting in my office, and from my office, I could look down in the parking lot, and I'm, I'm seeing Shumpert is giving my boy A. King a mixtape, and he freestyles, <laughs> like free, and he was pretty good. Shumpert would much rather be a rapper than be a basketball player above any and all things. Like, that's his life. He lives in a celebrity world. He's not here to play basketball anymore. That's Last year when he was here, he he played his ass off. He's certainly a limited player. There's no doubt about it. But so is TLC. They have different limitations. I'd like to at least see it. I don't think it's going to make a drastic difference for us in a negative way. I'd at least like to see it happen for a couple games just to see how it would maybe spark the team a little bit and get a little bit more of a defensive mindset. He, he, I, I don't know about all that stuff. I don't follow the guy's life. I don't watch, like, Love and Basketball and that shit. <laughs> Was he on the show? He, he might have been. I don't know. I don't watch that either. He but, seems uh... like he might be, but um, <laughs> I'd at least like to see it. Um, and I, I've got one last thing I want to just say. No, no, no. Like, I, I want to finish up on Nash. So I'm going to give okay. you the floor. To tell me why Nash is horrible. Well, I've told you many times, but the, the main thing that I can't stand, other than the timeouts, I can't even live with that, is just that he has no strategy. It's like, it's just, and, and look, if, if it's just Sean Marks hired a puppet, I can't fault him for that, uh, other than for being a coward and accepting the job. Because um, I would never accept, I wouldn't accept that job. If I was a MVP caliber NBA player, I'd say, no, I'm going to coach my way. But, I'm assuming that's not the case, that he has no strategy night to night, and he just plays the exact same way every single time. You know, and the loss against the Wizards, which we didn't have a chance to talk about, how many times have I been saying to call a fucking timeout and advance the ball, and it finally burned him? And we Mm. lost the game because of it. We lost the game for a lot more reasons than that, but I, I can't. Hold on. Hold I can't disagree with any of those things. Do this. It doesn't matter what the limitations of your roster are in that situation. Had they lost one forty-seven to one twenty, it's not his fault. But it's his fault when he lets his team, instead of advancing the ball, rush to throw the ball in and turn it over. Now he, as a coach, failed to maximize. The opportunity his team had to win the game. The team is starting. The team started James Harden at power forward that game. Bro, both things can be true, right? (laughs) Like, like if they had, I'm just my my argument against that is if they had if they had a competent four, but they don't. They blow those teams out. I'm sorry. So until then, instead of losing the game because he didn't coach in a he didn't manage the situation. They could have won anyway. So it doesn't matter that they don't have a – in that moment, it didn't matter that James Harden started at the four. Because if he just called the fucking timeout, advanced the ball, they got the ball in bounds, they would have won. But he didn't. He let the play – he keeps doing it over and over and over again. I, I – I, even watching that whole thing go down, those were always – like, I'm and, and, again, we all – we're humans. We all have our biases, right? But I'm watching this whole thing go down. I, I wanted to walk away. It, if it wasn't for the fact that, that, you know, I'm doing a podcast for the people, I might have just walked away in, in those closing moments. That was, because That was not an enjoyable game to be, watch. Because they were just losing rebounds. 
There was offensive rebounds that was just bouncing off of people's fingers and going into the backcourt. They, like, they, they had they played that game with zero intensity or effort. Washington is just horrible, so we could score at will. Right. That 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 was a terrible display. Neither team deserved to win. But if if they could have been to like for me, letting a team like Washington score that many points, score basically tie your franchise record, says. There's something wrong with the team and not the coach, because hold if the, no, if no, no, if no, you no. flip it, if you flip it, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you flip it and you go, and you and you go, the Nets won one forty nine to one forty seven against Washington. You're still saying, how does a team let Washington score one hundred and forty seven points? What Dub was the or question no? You asked me. I asked you. You asked me why Steve Nash is a bad coach. You didn't uh, ask me why the roster's bad. Okay. I asked you. I I believe Steve Nash looks much worse because the roster is so bad. The roster no, has but, no so logic to it. Repeatedly, it's not his fault they're giving up a ton of points. He doesn't make it better, but it's not his fault. The most, the most, the biggest problem there is the roster imbalance and deficiencies that they have. Hundred percent. However, again, in that situation, just like the Atlanta game, the game was over if he does simple things he could out coach the deficiencies the giants beat the patriots in the super bowl twice they didn't have better rosters they had better game plans and they out executed their opponent so that's what's happening so i think i think the giants were roster wise (laughs) you're not you're not gonna get me to agree on this was built to beat specifically the patriots because the one thing tom um brady doesn't like is a pass rush and the Giants the had the greatest pass rush. Uh, I don't like, want to focus on the Giants, even though I love them. You get no, the point. Like the Dallas Mavericks weren't better than the Heat. They out executed. They out coached them in that series. They had better game. That's true. Game. And then, but now you're talking about Carlisle. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Like, so, but right. But all I'm asking for is when I, I coach a 10th grade AAU team, mm-hmm. I call a timeout. I advance the ball and make sure we're all on the same page instead of. Letting a guy throw the ball in quickly, and look, nine times out of ten, nothing will come of it, but that eventually happens. So it, it makes no sense to keep that timeout in your pocket. He goes home with them every single night. Take the timeout, advance the ball, let Kevin Durant, the seven-footer, inbound the ball to one of your 90% shooting guards, and you win the game. He, you know, he just – it was mind-boggling execution. So that's why I think he's, he's a bad coach, and that's the answer. Um, I have one last thing I want to say, and then whatever you do from there, you're the host here. Now we, scary we... hours, guys. It's corny. It's not cool. <laughs> I, it's My not son cool. loves it. My it's... son loves it. Yeah, you know what? How old's your son? Eight. Exactly. When I see 38-year-olds <laughs> on Twitter, like it's scary hours. Let me post a gift from Kevin Durant. When we're down 17 in the second quarter, like that shit's corny. Just like yeah, when, when the Knicks were doing the whole Knicks tape thing. That was corny. Like, we don't need to just be fanboys of these guys, no matter what they say, and just spew it out. Let's be a real fan base. That's, you know, that's that's part of the reason why, why no matter how much we argue, I'm always going to re- respect you because you're not a suck-ass um, fan base trying to pose for pictures with players. You want to win. You want the, the team it. that reps you and reps what you believe in to win, yeah. to win the whole fucking thing. Like these dudes are, are fans of the players and they and they, and on a nightly basis they kind of make the experience wrong, like like not wrong, they just make the experience worse because they'll be celebrating on a loss because of how much or how many crazy moves Kyrie did. I want to win yeah. this whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know how much it sickens me? That's every I want to be the one seed. I I, I want to embarrass teams. I, I want to yeah. be the Nets that everyone is acting like we are, and we're not that yet. Right. And we're close, and I, but we're not. And I and honestly, man, I and I'm sick of the people who who keep saying like you. I don't like them, but I don't like the the people who aren't holding the fire to Sean Marks' um, feet. Sean Marks put this team together. He fired Atkinson. Right, right. He, he's got to finish the job. He's got to finish the job. There's no the the owner is doing his job. The owner is cutting the check. He's saying, keep adding pay players. I don't care. So I have no right. problem with Joe Sa. The coach he didn't hire himself. Right, good or bad, 
the coach he didn't hire himself, but I almost feel like that was the necessary coach because we have a point guard that if we lose him mentally, well, it could be worse than an injury. Night, what happened on the bench? What are you talking about exactly? Kyrie turned it over up four. Mm-hmm. Lowry hits the three. There's a timeout ensued. And him and Nash were not agreeing on whose fault it was. Oh, that happens all the time. And yeah. I, I've watched Kyrie get beat on defense, and then he yells at Joe Harris. I'm oh, so – I'm almost happy. Like, I used to hate when he used to just – like, Kyrie used to just berate Jared Allen. <laughs> and Jared Allen was the one-man defense. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that, and, that, and that's why Spencer can't be here. Because Spencer would be like, dude, fuck you. Right. <laughs> right. And Joe's just like, I'm just going to go hit a three on the other end. Like, I don't yeah. Care. Yeah. Got, oh, yeah. Well, got, I, you know, you could tell Joe has been that guy everywhere that he's gone, everywhere that he's yeah, been. He's like, that, he's a he's coach's son. Star. He's just like, this dude is fucking saging my shoes before the game. Like, yeah. we'll deal with this in, in, the, in the film session when he sees it wasn't my fault. Um, but, dude. yeah, I mean, look, dude, we we're, still, we're still we for me, it's championship or bust. We're still a championship level. Qu- level team yeah we're the, right there dude the, we need a couple tinkers that's all we're not asking for we don't need all stars we need competent starter caliber players like, you have to recognize what's wrong with you and I, I, i'll always i hate i hate i don't root for lebron i respect lebron but lebron to, to see his way through and win that championship last year he needed he needed a morris brother he needed someone to do the dirty work that he recognized anthony davis wasn't going to do and yeah. he went out there. He got that piece. The Nets need someone in the building that's as smart as that. That recognizes what's wrong with us. Doesn't go get people because he's our friend. You know, like oh, get get Shumpert. He's my buddy from Cleveland. Fuck all that shit. We need we I need some honest, figure. I don't think Kyrie cares who's on the team. I think once it was Durant, he was just like, "Yeah, I, I almost, I know for, I, I know, not know for a fact because you never know anything for a fact, but you could just, just look at Kyrie in a way that it, it was like Harden had to kind of like, you know, warm up to to Kyrie because Kyrie wanted to just be him and Kevin, like me and my best friend. We're just gonna go win right. these championships, and Kevin was like, "Uh, then what he got hurt." Go get, go get, go get Harden. No matter, <laughs> he's not playing. Kevin wants to win. Kyrie wants to win. I believe that Kyrie wants to win the way he wants to win. But I'm not letting them loose. We're winning a championship. You with me? Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine, dude. It, it may look. We'll be fine. We're, we're not the pieces. We, we we're like where LA was, right? We just need a couple guys. We're gonna need a little luck. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen. We're gonna be playing in the next couple finals. You know why? Because when you have the best players, you wind up in the finals in the NBA. It's just how it works. Yeah, let's not even overcomplicate it. Like we have yeah. problems. We're we're a lopsided we're a lopsided team. I said that last week. I'll continue to say it until it's fixed. Um, we're a lopsided team, but we the we can't change our expectations, and and there's a reason for that. We have this three to four year window, two to four year window, really. Hopefully, hopefully, right. And in that two to four year window, I, I think two championships have to happen because even the, like the Heat fans who aren't real basketball fans, they stayed with the Heat because they got their two championships. I feel like a lot of our fan base is very Heatish. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, except us. <laughs> you know, there's others. Shook's a real fan. Shook Most is the real fan. fan. Mm-hmm. I argue with him a lot, but I don't. You talk to Bruce at all? Are you fan? Yeah, no, I talked to Bruce. Bruce is he's Bruce a real is a fan. Dude. He's a little too like above the fray for me, though. Sometimes I'm like, bro, like, you're not pissed that they lost. Like, then why'd you watch the game? I don't understand. I, uh, there's um, Bruce. Sometimes strikes me as a little bit. I'm just happy to be here too. There's a strong component of that on on Nets Twitter where it's like, yo, we got three superstars. I don't care. <laughs> Do you remember on your first podcast you asked me who I hate the most on Nets Twitter? Yes. And my answer was Brooklyn Beat. Yes. Did you see what he did the other day? No. I hate to put this jabroni. After the, after the, and I didn't see, a bunch of people called him. I, I haven't muted, but like, mm-hmm. he, or, or blocked one of the two. But I always see like on my time on that fans talking. I'm like, it says like, you're blocked. You blocked this person. So inevitably I clicked you. It's always him. This dude, <laughs> after the net Clipper game, 
searched in his search bar, Joe Harris star, and just started responding to people. He's not a star. Like, <laughs> like that. Like, you're a sick fuck. Get, yo, ask him to come on the show. I want to hear what he. I want to hear his voice. I want to see like, is this guy just playing us, or like, should I feel bad that? <laughs> yo, BB, insulting this person. Look. Look, I, I I see op I see basketball opposite to BB. He was a he he got what he wanted. He wanted the Harden trade. He got it, and he wants to gloat about the the part. This is exactly the way I always saw the Harden trade working, even though I was against it. It would go like this, exactly how it's going. And but if they, my problem with it is they take too many steps backwards to go for to to make that one step forward in in Harden. And I'm worried, and I and I don't need his gloating and, and his and his chilling for Harden, and you know and and killing people and killing Joe. Yo, Joe Harris is a winning basketball. You need that guy on your team. Um, you know, look at Reddick's success there, and you know, Kerr's success. More and, player in the NBA than Joe Harris. Hmm. He's the white boy that's that's just out there to shoot. He's the most good shaped player in the league. Yeah, he's it's, he's a he's a stereotype come true, dude. The, he was the guy on the all black AAU team that was there to stretch the floor and just bang jumpers yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I, and you know what? I was just telling my son this like the other day, and and he doesn't get it, but he, there's a there's a white kid on he he plays on um. He's too young to play AAU, but especially with COVID, he hasn't played on an organized team for a year. But he plays he plays hood basketball, and he plays um um what do you call it? Uh, organized, uh, ball, I would say, is the opposite. Of well, basketball. no, no, no. At his age, organized ball is is uh, is YMCA ball. So hood ball is like in a church, in a gym, um, uh, you know, in a in, near the projects. So. I, and I won't besmirch my hood my hood ball team, but the white kid that plays on the hood ball team is the coolest white kid that has ever lived. I love that kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. He gets along with everybody. He is Joe Harris, and and yeah. not and it's it's not a racial thing. It's just you just have to to have a kid who's who, who might be a little bit more affluent, or even if he's if he's white trash, to have to like be able to be. Have the humility to just, or not, humility is not the right word, or just the get along of getting cool with kids from the projects. I played <laughs> for the New York City Jaguars, mm. uh, junior year, going into my senior year of high school. Kevin Hamilton was the coach. He played for the Celtics. He's now um, the head coach at NYIT. Pooch actually played for them too. He was he was younger than me, but he so he played for him a couple of years after. There was three white kids on the team, including myself. There was the one white kid that wanted to be black. Mm-hmm. There was the, the flat-out shooter, and then I was the guard. Um, but it was it, it was actually a great experience because, you, you, you like you said, what you're saying, you, you learn, you meet other people, first of all, yeah. uh, from different backgrounds, and, 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 you, and, you, and the game does play differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, and I would say for your son, put him in as many teams as he can, because that's really the best way. You, the, the way you get better is, is, is playing. Plan. Yeah, you gotta just play, yep. um, and and play to win. Learn. He's still young to learn to win, but definitely and, and get him using his offhand, man. Oh no, that's that's our that's our thing. Left hand all day. Yeah, but the uh, heavy balls. I'll send you the link. The heavy balls. Oh, kids, please. I'd, I'd love yeah. to see a a good suggestion on that. He's he's climbing the walls because he can't go outside. He's into it. No, kids at this age, if they're into it, they they might they. They might have something wrong with him. <laughs> My son does doesn't like care a, does just yet. Huh? Yeah, he does. He has a. I used to like. I used to be in my room. I used to like play leagues and keep the standings and shit. <laughs> I'd be in my room yeah. like. The way the way I used to do it was was uh I I would basically, and and oddly when I was a kid it was baseball, I would basically make believe play ba- whole baseball games. Yeah, right. in, in in my bedroom, dude. It's right. been a pleasure. That's the reason why yeah. I get along with you. You're the white kid from the on, on the on the hood basketball team. And that's the reason why I get along with Pooch too. Like like uh, that's that's my other guy. Uh, you guys have a, a similar pedigree, and and you know what? You guys are never afraid to talk about racism either. Like I I I think that's why I'm I'm closest uh, dude, to you guys. I, like my my friends like 
my my relationship with my friends is like changing a bit. It's like bizarre, but that's a topic for another day. That's a topic for another day, and we're gonna do this again. Yo, this is my boy Bam. Uh, currently at Pass First on on Twitter. Uh, uh, you'll see it in the um in the caption for this pod. We're we're gonna do this every single weekend for everybody. We're gonna give you unfiltered, unfan, unlike like we're not the podcasters that's trying to one day get a press pass and be close to Kevin Durant and sniff his balls. That's not what we do here. We talk and, Nets and basketball. Oh, go ahead. You know Stop rooting for Jared Allen. He's on the other team. Fuck him too. Yeah, yeah. I I I see him. I send him his pleasantries, but uh, fuck Jaron Allen right now. I want to win this championship. (laughs) I want to win this championship, man. I want to have this parade. Brooklyn deserves it. Dude. Have a good one. Next weekend, right? All right, brother. I'll be here. We are the front office. That was my man, Bam. We'll be back next week, everybody. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.